What is up, everybody? It's Thursday, April 17th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. I am your host, Steve Say, and I'm here with Jackie Turner. Hello. And Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello, hello. Ah, deja vu, guys. Doing this again. (laughs) We've already been here before. Yeah, we, uh, we, we recorded about... Maybe 10 minutes of, of rousing, awesome conversation and uh, realize that it was not recording. So glad you noticed that before we got to minute like 50. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, it could have been disastrous. Even though even right now, I don't, I don't hear myself coming through the mic as well as I did before. I still hear you. I Do think you? we're all right. Let's I, just roll with it. I really hope that uh, it's not uh, screwed up. But it is coming through. So anyway, let's... Uh, Let's move on and just hope that all goes well. This week on the Talking Games podcast, we will be telling you about the games that we've been playing. Justin will regale us with tales from his trip to PAX East 2014, and we'll be taking some of your listener questions. Let's go right to Jackie and talk about Hitman Absolution yes. again. Again. Okay, so I um, downloaded it from Xbox Live Gold. It was a free game this month. Um, it's a franchise that I've really had no interest in whatsoever it's very hard to have this conversation the second time are you laughing just just (laughs) just just, seriously just go with it okay so downloaded the game simply because it's free um really didn't have any interest in the franchise but i thought let me give it a go i am really enjoying it it's it's a lot of fun it's um i like the strategy of the game i like the fact that there's even though it's not open world there's many different ways as many different you know strategies and techniques you can use to get your uh, objective accomplished so i've been enjoying it a lot and absolution is the latest game in the franchise i believe yeah 2012 okay so yeah the last it's one i fairly played recent the last one i played was blood money back in 2006 right and i was god awful at it <laughs> well the great thing with this even though it's a stealth thing which a few weeks ago i was complaining that thief was so stuck in the stealth mode it you know it kind of took the enjoyment out at least with this game, if you do get caught, you've got a weapon in your hand. You can fight your way out of it. All right, you might not get as many points as if you do it, you know, in full stealth. No. But at least you don't feel like once you get spotted, once your position gets compromised, now you're screwed. You can carry on. You can, you know. And and I was saying that uh, one of the great things about it is because there's so many different options, it has a lot of replay value. You can go ahead, you can do this mission, you can go back in and let me try it this way this time. Let me see what that little bit around the corner is this time. And right. that's that's what I really enjoyed about it. What's, uh, I know I asked you this before, but what's been your favorite, <laughs> uh, your favorite kill? Oh, my favorite kill, um, let me, uh, probably in Chinatown was the, was the one that uh, really drew me in. Because uh, first you're going through the whole, you know, they're kind of teaching you how to play the game. So you go through, they teach you how to make the headshots, how to sneak, all this stuff. Chinatown, I think, is like the first one where you're actually in a full-on proper mission. And you spot the guy you need to kill, and you have all these different options as to, you know, how do you want to do this? Do you want to Mm -hmm. drop something on his head? Do you want to shoot him from a window? And some of that is good because it really leaves it open as to what you need to do. There's tons of stuff around that you could... Very interactive environment. And uh, that one was great, like hiding around the corner and shoot, you know, basically throwing a bottle underneath the crate and dropping the crate on his head. You get away scot-free. Everyone thinks it's an accident. 
Mm-hmm. But then but I went back in and snuck upstairs and like took him out from the window. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah. Hitman Absolution. I have a friend. Uh, his name is Chris Beller. And he had been bugging me for, for years. We went to college together and he was telling me, he's like, you got to play Hitman. You got to play Hitman. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. It doesn't really look my thing. And he played it in front of me. And I'm like, yeah, that looks cool. But sometimes you need the game. You need somebody to put the controller in your hand. Yeah. in order for you to truly appreciate how a game works and how it plays. So I picked up Absolution. I can't remember why I picked it up, but I did. I think I did it just to sate him because <laughs> he, he was bugging me. He's like, new one's coming out, man. You have no excuse. Brand new, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And I had a ball and a ball with yeah. that game. Um, well, tell me what you were telling me earlier about your favorite part. Sure. That was that was funny. I'll do that. <laughs> so in the first level, uh, climbing, and uh, I'm climbing on. You said it was a hotel, right? Yeah, you're outside a hotel on a ledge. Right. So I'm outside a hotel, and they're they're doing the traditional, you know, this is how you move along a wall, and and so on and so forth. So I'm scratching along the wall, and there's a guy who is an open window, and he's talking to his doctor. And he'd just been cleared of something like testicular cancer. Yeah, he's on his cell phone, right? Yeah, Very animated. Yeah, he's on his cell phone. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Oh, really? Oh, it's it's great. It's great news. Oh, oh, my God. It's so wonderful. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, God. And I'm just like, I'm listening to this guy. I'm like, he is on top of the world right now. And at that point... Give me your, give me your time, man. <laughs> just reach in from that ledge, grab him by the collar of his shirt, and just... <laughs> ruined his day <laughs> entirely. See, when I played Blood Money, uh, if I was that, if I was doing that particular mission, it would have started uh, where I was stealthy for about four minutes, and someone spotted me, and then I shot them in the head, and then I shot everybody in yeah, the stage. That's, that's no. basically what I ended up doing. I, I managed to sneak, pulled a guy out the window, jumped in the window, snuck up behind a guy. Just as I go to kill him, I realize there's two other guys in front of him because I didn't look properly. I was so. not, uh, their highest wanted level is notorious, and I was notorious every <laughs> yeah. every mission. It right. would just start with me, and it was like, ah, screw it. Let me kill everything that's moving. Yes. And I did it in one of the stages wearing a chicken suit. So <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. You were like in a city uh, portion. Maybe Actually, like there's down, some humor in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were like, I think, uh, down in like a Chinatown part of the city. Yeah. And you had to assassinate. Another Chinatown. This- he had to assassinate this guy, and uh, you could wear anything from anybody. So I just I took out some <laughs> poor guy who was like working for Pudgies at the time. Right. I wore the chicken. <laughs> I love That's Pudgies. Awesome. I wore the chicken costume and went on a massacre. Actually, I found another good the, the humorous part. You know, you can like hide in plain sight. Yeah. So there's one bit where you're inside this like drug dealer's house. I guess they like growing weed, and there's this like weird like you know crazy room with all these lights and there's a speaker set up and there's keyboards and a turntable and in this room if you want to hide in plain sight then you go over to the keyboard and he like jams out and i was in a cop's uniform and i'm like playing the funkiest tune on that keyboard just you know and he's like (laughs) dancing and hysterical i like i sat there for five minutes playing some keyboard cat yeah it was hysterical (laughs) so yeah I'm, i'm really enjoying the game so far i liked poisoning the chef's meal the bitchy chef I haven't gotten to that you yet. You haven't gotten to that no, yet? No, not yet. Spoilers. Nah, come on. The game's been out for of over course. two years. Exactly, yeah. There's no spoilers in old games. Nah, it's all good. Yeah, no, um, I had a really good time with it, man. I, I hit a wall, though. I think, actually, no, I probably didn't hit a wall. 
it got to the point where you ever like you play a game and you're enjoying it and you're playing it and then you think that you've made tons of progress and you're like, yeah, I'm kicking ass. And all of a sudden you find out from a friend that there's like 12 levels left <laughs> yeah. and you just all of a sudden all the energy that you had for that game just gets sucked right out of you. That was me yeah. in GTA. Yeah. yeah. I played GTA for like 12 hours and then I realized I completed like 15% of the story and I was yeah. like, I... Yeah. Like the, the new systems are coming out, and I was, I've right. never I've never went back to it. I still have it. I still want to. Yeah. But I know if I do that, I'm I'm gonna suck in like at least another fifty yeah. hours of yeah. gameplay. Mine was uh, Dead Rising Three. I played it for like an hour and a half. Got yeah. sick of mowing down hordes of zombies and traded it in. So. Yeah, I bought the second one of that. Never played it and traded it in. Yeah. You see, the thing about Dead Rising is I loved the first game. Oh, I loved it, it too. Was, I loved it. Was it was like the perfect game at the perfect time. That and it was beginning to show what the 360 can do with all of those zombies on the screen, and it was funny. And I thought back then that the the time clock aspect to the game was like a neat little thing. Yeah. yeah. But now, I, I I played the second one and I hated the time clock. I actually backed myself into a corner mm-hmm. so hard that I didn't have enough time to complete the main objective. And that was I my problem. Lose with every the game time. was being right. timed. The the third one I played probably like three or four hours, and I'm enjoying it. It's just it. It wasn't enough to like suck me in to like sit me down for, you know, mm-hmm. night after night to play it. I will eventually finish the game. I think it's I think it's the best game in the franchise. Like, um, you know, graphically and, yeah. and the way they let well, you I would combine. Hope so. And well, yeah, yeah, of course. But the way they let, they let you combine the tools now is so much easier. You don't have to find a workbench. You could just do it on the fly. See that I kind of have a problem with. Why? Because it it it's too easy. It's too easy. It should be a situation where, I mean, if it's about survival, you've got to go to X on the map and you got to find, you know, the the saw blade and you got to, you know, the map is the the mop is all the way back in the janitor's closet at the school. Well, the thing is, they don't let you just grab two things without finding a blueprint first. You have to find the blueprints. And then after you find the blueprint, you have like an inventory of like three or four items that you can carry at all times. At least right now, that's where I was at. And you could take ridiculously cool things like uh you know the head um on those like when they have those festivals of like the, the dragons that go through the street yeah, yeah. The chinese grab, dragon yeah the chinese dragon you could grab the head of one of those and a parasail and make the parasail into wings oh i did that and that then was you're kind like of funny. you could just you're basically like, flapping them to death but yeah. you can't yeah. yeah but you can't do that until you find the blueprint yeah. for it so in, if you found those items with no blueprint then you wouldn't know so you'd see, have to yeah, like I grab see, the blueprint I, and then come across them later I, the, I, Maybe I'm being a dick. I can't get into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like that's the, that's been, I mean, the problem for me and Jackie as well. We've both started the game and haven't gotten more. You were what, like two hours? Yeah, hour and a half, two hours maybe. I'm like four. I just beat the, I beat the first boss and I've opened up the big part of the city. Mm-hmm. Right. But this, it's not a game like Infamous to me where I could have just sat down night after night and played it. I, I played it for like fun and laughs and I yeah. liked it enough to eventually beat it but I'm, it's like not high on my list right now yeah exactly right. and that's the trouble I had is it was the only game like the first game I bought for the Xbox One it was the only game I had for a long time and I played it for two hours and never went back to it so well let's see yeah man moving on <laughs> to uh, <laughs> moving on to other things do you have a uh, you have a story about uh, an acquisition oh yes that you, this is you, a good story yeah. yeah so I have been welcome to <laughs> I have been begging for a PlayStation 4 for a long time. But, you know, they're a lot of money. I have the Xbox One. You know, 
I'm not entirely ungrateful, but I was like, oh, I really want it. I really want it. But I pull it off and pull it off and pull it off. And today, my other half comes back from five hours at the mall with his teenage son. So I'm assuming probably in a bad mood. And he says to me, can you get my beer out of the car? Which was met with the customary, <laughs> excuse me, get your own fucking beer out of the car. At which he's like, can, it, can you just do it? So I go down to the car and I open up the door and there's a six pack of beer and a PlayStation 4. And the, so, and the beer oh, was there. The beer was there. Yeah, I Shh. brought the beer in. <laughs> Damn. Any yeah. games? No games yet because he, oh. he, <laughs> he is not a gamer, so he would have no idea whatsoever what to buy me. But so you know what? The reality of it is, Jackie, like nine o'clock tomorrow he could have texted me and I would have <laughs> hooked you up. That's true. He dropped yeah. the ball. Yeah. But nine o'clock tomorrow morning, I'll be at Best Buy controllers. Are you really going to go that early? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have kids. I'm like, if I lay in it till seven, I'm lucky. So yeah. What are you going to, what are you going to pick up? Uh, Bobby said I should do Infamous, which after, you know, you guys talked about it mm-hmm. a lot. I definitely want to do that. I could just lend you Infamous. Yeah, that's true. Take, you awesome. can take it home with you tonight. That would be amazing. That's true. Yeah, yes. I wouldn't. Uh, be between the, the, the many people that are on this podcast, I don't yeah, think we, we should need just, to We're going to be incorporating a trading system. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would be awesome. Oh, but also, actually, my other half did say to me, so what's the first game you're going to buy? And I said... Towerfall. Hell yeah, like, Towerfall. Really? <laughs> that's the five boy for your PlayStation 4 and that's the first thing you're buying. If I were you, yeah. this is this is what I would do. If if somebody if somebody got me a PS4 and I was like, you know, baseline nothing, yeah. first thing I would do is get a PS plus uh account. It's uh, yeah. on cell phone right now, ready to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do do it because <laughs> it pays for itself in spades. It's and a awesome. lot cheaper than Xbox Live. Yeah. So is it? Yes, forty nine ninety nine for the year, hey. and I think Xbox Live is up to 60. yeah, yeah. I just I renewed wow. it in December, and it's here's 60 okay plus tax. This is getting a, a not off topic, but let me ask you this, Justin: the Titanfall for the three sixty just came out. Yeah. Okay. If I I don't have my Xbox Live account anymore, um, it took me three hours to get rid of it. It Good was insane. Lord. I had to sit on the phone. It to a total of three hours between them calling me back and me calling them. It was a horror show. But um, getting to my point, do I need I need an Xbox Live account to play Titanfall? Yes. So oh. when I went to Target and I bought my three games, if I had bought Titanfall, I would have been a jerk because there would have been no way for me to play it. Yep. Wow. Like I can't even I can't even trial that know. shit. Yeah, no. people should know that that's a prerequisite. It should of be on this the game, fucking box, right? is it? I'll find out. It should be. Yeah. I hope so. I'll look it's, on my box yeah. right now. Give me a second. Big fat <laughs> sticker. Yeah, absolutely. That an Xbox Live membership that you have to pay for yeah. is not included in the game purchase. Yeah. yeah, I would get. I mean, if you have the means, I would get another controller, which I desperately. That's my next oh, move absolutely. is to get another controller. Yep. Um, definitely, definitely get the PS uh, Plus network, yep. and uh, I mean, you'll be able to download some really great games right away. Right. Um, yeah, I think the general consensus is the free games you get on PS Plus are far superior to the free games for Gold, right? It's not uh, even close. Yeah, it's not yeah. even. I mean, honestly, when when you told me that you got Hitman Absolution, yeah, like that's cool. But I mean, that has like, to be the that's the newest game, though. I mean, before that, we were talking about gear, the original Gears of War, Halo yeah, Three, which is a game that old, came out in 2012. Right? I mean, 
we're only a few months into 2014. Yeah. So that I mean, maybe to, they're trying to step their game up yeah. because of PS Plus. Uh, the to answer your question, yeah. yes, actually, on the I can only speak for the Xbox One version. But okay. There is a little black box at that the bottom. That tiny oh, little okay. black box. But yeah. this tiny little black box isn't on any other di- any other disc case. So huh. it does say requires Xbox Live Gold sold separately. Mm. Separately. 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 <laughs> nice. So yeah, they do. I mean, they do tell you right. in a small little thing. It would be nice if it was a little bit bigger. Right. But at least it is on the box. Yeah. Mm. Well, for those that listened to last week's podcast, uh, we were listening to Rob tell us his Target story. Uh, I have a Target story as well. It's a story about you caving in. It's a story. It's a story about it. About like kind of like starting an old car that it took a little while for me to cave because I actually I physically went to Target and I stood there like a like a dope just staring at all the games and I'm walking around I'm walking around and I'm like what do I get what do I get and then I asked myself I'm like do I really I need to fix my car I'm gonna do that I'm gonna fix my car instead I'm gonna be an adult I'm gonna be responsible. I'm going to walk out of here with nothing. To hell with that noise. So I did that. I but did. Immediately regretted it. I left. And I left. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm like, all right, doing good, doing yeah, good. You gonna felt go. good about yourself, I right? did. I felt yeah. really good. And I, I brought my car in the next day, got some new belts, got an oil change. And they gave me the total. And I'm like, oh, that's not nearly as much as I <laughs> thought it was going to be. Hello, Target. Yeah, straight to Target. Right? From yeah, the that, garage, that is, that is, what, that yeah. is where I went. Straight <laughs> from getting my car back, first thing I did was turn the key and drive back to Target. <laughs> and I ended up picking up uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for the Wii U. Get a little, you know, blow the dust off of my Wii U. Right. And, uh, and I, have you yet? You played it? I'm saving it. I'm saving oh, okay. it. Uh, I'm leaving for Canada tomorrow um, to hang with my girlfriend for uh, a while. And uh, we always play the Wii together. It's like the easiest system to, yeah, you know, just jump pour, in pour it over yeah. and whatever. Um, they never give me any problems at, uh, you know, bag check or whatever with uh, with game systems. So uh, her and I have been playing the Super Mario 3D World together. Yeah, that's a fun Totally one. annihilating the game. Getting every coin, not moving on until we perfect the level, the whole thing. And uh, so I got Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which will officially be my very first Donkey Kong game ever. Oh, really? Aside from, like, the original. Yeah. Um, the original Donkey Kong arcade. Um, but you never played, like, the 64 version or I've Diddy pl- Kong Racing? I Come played on. it. Like, I used to work for, for GameStop and Funko Land, and we actually had the older systems. You could actually try games before you bought them back then when I was uh, working there. God, I feel old. Um <laughs> So I played like maybe a level or two of the first one and dribs and drabs, but I never actually sat down and said like, I'm going to play a Donkey Kong Country kind of game. Right. So I've never done that before, but I'm really looking forward to it. It looks beautiful and I'm totally in, like if I'm console gaming, I'm platforming right now. Yeah. Um, And we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, so I bought Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze. Uh, uh, what else did I buy? Diablo. Yes, I bought Diablo Reaper of Souls, which we will talk about uh, very excitedly in a few minutes, and Rayman Legends for the PS4 after your rousing review. And I was not wrong, right? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we might as well talk about that now. Yes. Rayman Legends is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I've been playing platform games ever since I could pick up a controller, and I mean, that that game, that franchise really has got it down. Yeah, absolutely. They really do. They, yeah. I, I can't 
I've been trying since last week to, you know, we're always so positive. We're always so positive about games. We're all like, yeah, it's awesome. And then you forget sometimes to talk about the negative. And I've been thinking about it. There's really nothing about that game no. that I don't like. The there's, con- there's one part of it. And What's it's that? Not even, the only thing I'm not that keen on is when you do the invasion paintings, which is basically a time trial. Yeah. You run the level again. It's it's different. And it's a time trial. And they have like the ghosts of other players yeah. running along with you. When there's six or seven of them, it's really hard oh, see, because the frantic like rate. Yeah, it's kind of hard to pinpoint which one you are. Interesting. And the precision you need for when you jump and when you punch, it can really throw you off. Huh. But that's literally the only complaint I have in the entire Because I've game. played a couple of the invasion levels. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I'll have to... Uh... Is... Oh no! You know it's not the invasion paintings; it's the uh, like level of the week, level of the day. Oh, I haven't it's done those. those. Ones. Yeah, so you're okay. like racing against other people that are playing. Yeah, like the yeah. the shadow players. It's like if you're you know yeah. like in a racing game, like, yeah. the ghost car. Yeah. that you have to beat it's, the time. It's basically the ghost car. Yeah, except it's characters. Yeah, never... and I said it can be really frustrating. I've never liked that. But that's the only thing, and that's like a little add-on to the game. Having yeah. this weekly challenge is a little add-on. Yeah, the well, actual game itself. I mean, that's one of the biggest selling points of the game is just how much content there is between the Legends game itself, the Origins content, the bonus downloadable content, um, the ridiculous amount of characters that you can be. I mean, I I keep being the same one, but there's like eight or ten different versions of of the girl that... You know, there's uh, some like De Lo, uh, Dia de los Muertos yes. makeup and stuff. Yep. Like I found that one. I'm like, yeah, like this is, <laughs> you know, this is my character. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's super fun. It's super colorful. It's it was one of those things where I couldn't I couldn't leave a level until it was all done. Yes. Oh, I do the same thing. So, I go back in over and over and over until I get it right. Yeah. Everything. Right. But the other great thing is I just think mechanically it's so fluid and it's so smooth. And there's never there's never any moment where you don't feel like you're completely in control of everything you're doing. And right. it's a really frantic game. You yeah. know, it does go very, very fast. Yeah. But. It's just beautifully made. Well, I mean, there's no, like, there's, if you want a perfect level, there's barely any wiggle room. Like, if you miss <laughs> the little, the lums that uh-huh. are around, if you miss even five of them, yep. no, actually, no, if you miss like six of them, yeah. you're screwed. Oh, I've completed some levels like dead on 600 oh, on yeah. the 15th time I tried it. And yeah. It's, yeah. But the feeling of accomplishment when you do do it is amazing. Yeah. I see. I haven't, I haven't had, like, I haven't had to try, retry levels too much, but there like i was cruising for a while then i actually was trying to to test out my headset and i i wound up going online and doing a stream and had several people come into the room who were watching and kind of commenting it was really really cool and um people were like helping me out um we have a, a listener uh by the name of caterade he was like you know go to the right go to the right go down go you know the secret room and i'm like ah I'm like Where's the last stupid slave dude that I have to, you know, he's like, go inside the watermelon, man. Sure enough, I went inside the hole in the watermelon and there he is. (laughs) And just really, really cool. Um, That was my first time, like, solo streaming. And uh, I had my friend Brendan with me in the room and and we were, you know, making people laugh and such. It was a good time. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Rayman Legends, if you guys like platformers and haven't played it yet and you want, like, a taste of of good old-fashioned platforming that is just like crystal clear graphics and, and awesome level designs and a fucking challenge. It's really hard. The, is, yeah. did you, um, yeah. the boss at the end of the, um, 
I guess the Dia de los Muertos <laughs> levels. The, the Mexican wrestler. Yeah, dude. the big dude. Yeah, he's went, so annoying. I had to. I had to go up against him. I don't even know how many times people that yeah. were watching the stream could probably, you know, they're rolling their eyes. It was like forty something times that I died like over and over <laughs> again, and I was just yep. like talking to everybody, and I'm like, sorry guys, but you know, it is what it is. And you can get past like the first part of it. Easy peasy. He he's got that SWAT, uh-huh. and he just. I'm it's like, not the SWAT. It's when you're floating in the air with the fireballs coming up. No, see that uh, that part. I was oh, well. I can't say that I was okay because I did bit. screw it up a bit. But no, I had it right, and I know people were watching. It was like 11 people on there, and I'm I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do it. This is the moment, and I'm and I'm talking about it on the headset, and I'm like, this is gonna be it. And then all of a sudden, he just swats me right out of the air and kills me, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah he sucks, so heinous. Yep. But uh, wait till you get to the last guy. Oh man, I don't even know if I, I don't even know if I can think about it. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm actually gonna be uh, going to Canada and walking away from it for a little while. <laughs> um, I do want to try and install Diablo before I go. We'll see what happens. Um, Justin, you were playing some Smite this yeah. week. How are you doing I've with been, that? Uh, I'm so bad at that game. What uh, is it? What kind of game? It's. Uh, I was. I mentioned it last week. Um, my friends are all like into PC gaming, yeah. especially the guys I work with. And so they'll be talking about it. And, I mean, I have a laptop that's made for gaming. It's an Alienware. And uh, they're like, you should come try. And I'm just – I'm miserable with mouse and keyboard. <laughs> right. Um, but it's not click to move, which is good because I'm just even worse at that. Yeah. So it's just like free-roaming um, MOBA where you want to take out the um, the other team's towers and then take out their base. Okay. Um, but you play as all the gods. So like Thor, Odin, oh, Apollo. Awesome. Yeah. Um, like all the gods of like wine, um, Ares. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the different ones there are. There, there's like 40 different characters, and they all play differently. Um, and there's like three main modes, three or four main modes. There's the normal mode, which is like what all um, MOBAs are, and then there's a, a three on three, and then there's a arena. And arena is like a team deathmatch in a way, okay. where there are no towers to take out, but you have all um, their worshippers, like. Um, from each team and they yeah. want to go to the other team's portal right. which is like you know right on the other side so it's like everyone's just clashing in the middle and you try and take out as many of the opposing players as you can so that way your followers can get into their portal and then there's like mm. tickets ca- uh, counting down right so i'm really bad at this game like really bad and i've been <laughs> trying to get better like I, you know, when i play games i just jump in and play yeah. i'm not that great at reading stuff right and so <laughs> you should see me, dude. I'm just yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, I, I, so skip, I, skip, skip, skip. Yeah, skip. I'm not good at like figuring out like, OK, this guy, I could either build him with critical damage or physical power or penetration hey. or magic. Yeah. The, I mean, the penetration is obviously my favorite. So <laughs> Jesus, I'm just going to throw that out there. Why not? It's actually it's probably the most helpful. This is an explicit show. <laughs> if it wasn't, it is now. Um, so. I've been playing this game with my friends, and I've been just bad. Like, and I like I was telling the guys last week, I like to believe I'm good at games, right? But when I play this, I'm not, and yeah. that's frustrating. But everybody I just try has and, their stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to just be okay with the fact that I'm not that good, and I'm just trying to get to be mediocre. But so again, what, what you're saying is that week you were laughing at Bobby and Steve for having Stockholm syndrome about Dark Souls. Secretly, you kind of like it too. No, I don't want to say that. Because you're not that good at this game. You're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep playing it. I think I'm going to get better. that gamers like the punishment. <laughs> no, I don't like the punishment. I like to win. I think you yeah, do. Exactly. I like to win. I like to be on top. No, yeah. winning winning is sweet, but there's something there's something very like sadomasochist about 
Well, the thing games. is with this, it's like I started and I was going like one in ten, two and eleven, and I started Ooh. learning. You know, and the thing is, I'm going into this community that we've talked about before. The PC community is brutal, right? Brutal. So in this game, I've had people, you know, because you know we're on Teamspeak, so we're not hearing any other players, yeah. but they're typing and they're like, "I'm going to report you for being so awful." And like <sighs> the entire match, at Why the end of the match, they're so... encouraged. People <sighs> on my own team are like. We're reporting you because you're not you're not ready to play, and it's just like, exactly. like grow up, honestly. Yeah, that that's really not nice. Is. It's, it's like some kind of high school click. See, it's that weird. kind of shit that will will keep somebody from coming back and playing the game, building the community. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They don't realize that, and it's just like you know what? You had a game at one time that you went into and you got waxed. Like exactly. It's just it happens to everybody, but people, like, like, and I know it's not the entire community, but PC gamers just that's the way that. You come off online, you right. as a community, not you as an indi- individual player I'm talking to right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we just do my best to ignore that. But I've been getting better. Like, I went, you know, I've had, like, ten kills and one death. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm slowly getting there. Okay. But that's, uh, since I came back from PAX, that's the only thing I've played so far, except for Trials, which we played on our multiplayer madness today. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I just want to read a, a tweet really quick, a very nice tweet from uh, Dominique McGill, who is Don Mega 210 He was watching us play Trials and... and uh, Towerfall earlier. He says, finally getting caught up with the Talking Games podcast, so worth it to listen to. I think by two he means in addition to the Talking Comic Book podcast. Yeah. But uh, thank you very much, Dominique. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Indeed. So. I can't wait to hear about PAX East. I can't wait to hear about it, but I could, I could wait a little bit longer. <gasps> I can really? wait a little bit longer because I know I could see you, can, you guys can't longer. see it by the look on Justin's face. He's very excited to talk I'm to you guys so about PAX I'm so excited East. about Everything I, I saw. I know, but you know what else? What else? We you know what I'm excited about, and it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell I us. I would have never guessed that. This is <laughs> this is the deal, okay? Diablo is back in my life. This is a big fucking deal. I can. I, I've heard. This is a, no. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you have. I've heard. I've heard you talk about Diablo before. Have I told you the way that I used to play Diablo? Was I have a, I Was this you where your friend? It. I have a tendency yeah. to tell the same damn story. Over where your over friend again. would come over and you guys would take turns. Yeah, we would, we would sleep. We right? sleep in shifts. Yeah. I like. I bought like three three different computers, like evolutionarily speaking, just to play it better. Uh, yeah, I used to hit this game real hard. So, fast forward to Diablo three. I actually have. I should post it. I have a video of myself and Brendan waiting for the game. Like it was released at midnight, and we were hanging out. You know, hours before, and we're both out of our gourds ready for this game like it looked if you look at the video it looked like we hadn't slept in days we were just so amped it had been god knows how many years 15 years whatever 13 years whatever the hell it was and so it's finally coming out and we get it and first of all it didn't work when it first came out it was filled with bugs the 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 servers were down it was a mess but that stuff happens it's okay uh happens all the time now actually yeah but what's not okay is that in my estimation, this is coming from a hardcore fan, the game sucked. And the reason that the game sucked is because they introduced this auction house crap where pretty much 99% of anything that you found in the game, you could simply go to the auction house and find something way better for like in-game gold. You could also pay real money. I don't know why anybody would ever do that. If you do that, you choose to do that. That's you know that's cool. But... Oh, I'm sure lots of people. Oh, I'm did sure. That. I'm sure that they did. That's probably why they figured out it was broken. Right. 
but you know, so you go in like, let's say I find like a legendary and like, it's cool and it's good. And I'm super excited. I'm like, yeah, I found this thing, but curiosity wins out and you're like, let me just go see what's in the auction house. And there's like, you know, 17 weapons that are better than the one that I just found. And I'd spent hours of playing and look, it's only a couple hundred gold because there's a bunch of them and it's not selling. I'll pick it up. And all of a sudden I've jumped from being a badass to being a mega badass in seconds just from spending a couple hundred gold in my wallet. And you make, you make money in yeah, Diablo. It kind of seems cheap. Yeah. It's you know what it is. It's not a matter of it being cheap. The matter the 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 crutch of it is for me is that it takes the hunt away. That's I mean. It's kind of a cheap way to level up. It's a cheap way to achieve something. Yeah, I mean, well, it wasn't Diablo always about the loot. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that, and now you've taken the excitement of having, for instance, in like a Borderlands, an orange weapon drop when you could just go right to the store and be like, oh, I have my choice of orange weapons. Right, right. That's the thing. Like. You know, everything everything special that lands on the ground is no longer special because there's always something better just a click away. And everybody's walking around, you know, totally overpowered, and it takes away from the challenge. It takes away from so many things. It, it in a way, breaks the game. Right. It breaks the idea of what Diablo should be. Yeah. So uh, when the ps3 version of diablo 3 came out they launched this new loot 2.0 system and holy crap it is it, diablo is back to being what it used to be it's so much better now it's so much better they got rid of the auction house so that's gone um you cannot go and buy items you have to find stuff once again so it's now back to being about the hunt and there was never a problem with the quality of the game. The game looks gorgeous. It plays, from at least from my experience, flawlessly. I, I've never had any problems. I mean, there might be a little bit of lag every now and again, but that's just because it's taxing on the computer and it's catching up with itself. But beyond that, I've never really experienced any technical issues with the game. But now, you know, stuff is dropping left and right. Like, yellows are dropping uh Every now and again, a legendary will drop. and But it's just that excitement of something dropping and it being awesome and it boosting me up, making me that much stronger, is back. And um, I've been playing with the Crusader, who is the, the new playable character from the Reaper of Souls uh, expansion pack that came out. And uh, I always make females when I play in games. It's just what I do. And my character, her name is Omniel. She is awesome she is a badass she's like a holy warrior from hell like i'm completely making her you know she's it's kind of like a almost like a battle paladin in a way so she's got all these shield bashes and she's got these blessings and like mystical i have a like a cudgel with spikes on it that i can just swipe in front of me and it'll knock enemies down and stun them or it'll set them on fire it'll electrocute them sounds pretty awesome um I have a shield bash that if I lunge forward with my shield, my shield will actually erupt in light and blind everyone in front of me. And the shield will shatter into a whole bunch of other shields, and then they'll explode. And it just creates this huge mess that everybody gets, you know, caught up in. And uh, and it's gorgeous. And I mean, she cuts. Like, she cuts hard. Um, my My health has not moved in... I'm in Act 3 now. Uh, I have I I think I died 
once and it was because like i had a phone call and i wasn't paying attention See, but do you enjoy that do you enjoy being so op that you haven't died in hours and hours and hours i am yeah i am um i'm enjoying it because i'm trying to see the game like over again like for the sake of talking about it on the show i didn't want to start i could have taken one of my old characters that was another thing that i was really impressed with i know that this is the norm now um i don't play a lot of pc games i am still baffled by the idea of having like an online account where my stuff is saved so like, like if i log into BattleNet and i can remember my passwords which i did and i logged in and my you know level 53 monk and my level 59 wizard and whatever the hell i had they were all still there and i'm like this is awesome i haven't i looked on the the counter i think it was like 293 days since the last time that I had played Diablo 3, since I powered it up, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time to go back. Yeah, and back in the day with Diablo 2, like Lord of Destruction, if you were inactive for a certain period of time, they would just wipe your you know, your stuff and, and make room for other people. Really? It happened. Wow. I mean, at least I remember it that way. That's crazy. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. That's super frustrating. I mean, I never, I, never not, I, I never didn't play it long enough to have that happen to me, but I'm pretty sure that that was the case. So I log in and everybody's there. But rather than rushing to Act 5 and seeing the new act, I wanted to experience the new character, see what the Crusader was about. And uh, and the character class is badass. I really wish that the expansion pack had, had at least one more playable class in it. I mean, $40 price tag, it's okay. For, I haven't seen the act, so I don't know how long it is. I don't know, you know, how robust or what I'm going to find or anything like that. But um, I guess it seems about right for forty dollars for a whole new act. I mean, you could pay forty dollars for like an average game, like a like a, like a Wii game. Yeah. So, um, are you going to be interested in playing this when it comes to PS4? I think so. I think it depends on it depends on who's playing it. Like I know, like I know Bobby wants to play it. Um. It really, honestly, it depends on who's going to be on. If there's going to be a bunch of people, people that listen to the show, people that listen to Talking Comics, and they're like, oh, you know, add me, blah, 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 I, I might do it. Uh, I would really like to see them, instead of coming out with just the expansion pack, I would like a collector's edition that just has everything in it for 60 bucks. I think that would be cool. I mean, the game is cheap enough now. I think it's thirty nine ninety nine uh for Diablo 3 for the PS3. Um, did you say it was coming to PS4? It's coming to PS4. When is that? Uh, it was at PAX. Uh, soon. Whoa. I think it's actually kind of soon. Give me, if you give me a second. See, that has me, that has me more excited than picking it up for the PS3. Totally. So, like, if we can get Hugh to jump on. Good old Hugh. Good old Hugh. Running around dungeons, making a mess. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I'm really digging it. Super bad. I'm like, I haven't played, aside from Rayman for those couple days before I actually installed Reaper of Souls, I haven't played anything but that. Uh, every night before I've gone to sleep, I've played several hours of that game. And I'm just, I'm, I'm totally back on the wagon for Diablo. Cool. So. Still, uh, still unannounced. They have the release date as December 31st, 2014. So that's just a placeholder. Yeah. So they, it should be sometime this year. Mm. That would be nice. I would be down for that. If it's if it's on the PS4 and it's working with that with that platform and hardware, uh, I would be up for that. Jackie, you should get Diablo. You think so? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Because you like you like loot, you like finding oh, stuff, absolutely. and you like yeah, killing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. You will. Yeah, yeah. You'll, yeah like, you'll like Diablo. That's for you then. All right, for sure. Cool. I will try it out. All right. 
So let's move on to the main event. Please I am going calm. to give Justin the floor. Yay. Because Mr. Justin took a ride to PAX East 2014 this past weekend. And from what I've heard, he had a really good time. I did. It's uh, This is our fourth year of going, me and my friend Eric. Um, so tiring. I can't explain that enough. Like, we got to the show. We, you know, you work all day Thursday. We don't even bother sleeping because we're leaving at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. So we just played Smite until it was like, all right, I guess I'll come get you. <laughs> so then we drive up to the show. We got there around 6 o'clock. And this year it was actually a little bit different. Uh, in years past, it's just been like whoever gets there is first in line, and then everybody lines up behind them, and this line can stretch forever. This year, they had the bag checks, so people were lining up earlier. So we got there like at seven, and the doors open at eight. So we'd like I dropped Eric off, like run up, get a spot in line. All right, I'll park the car, pay whatever it is, like twelve dollars. Run up, get online. All right, you do the bag check. Then it's just like a mad rush to get to the queue line where you wait for another two hours. There is a lot of waiting. We talked about this last week. Wow. So we already knew we were we wanted to go first. We wanted to see Evolve. And that's the Evolve is the next game from the guys who gave us Left 4 Dead. And uh, for those who don't know, I'll just give a brief little synopsis of it. Okay. So Evolve is did you guys play Left 4 Dead? No, I didn't. I did. Okay. So you know when you were playing through the level, the tank would come and the yeah. tank was like Yeah. Like, oh my god. Everyone has to do everything to kill this guy. Yeah. So that's the idea of Evolve, except the tank is another player. So the, the game is four cooperative versus one, and the one is a fr- is, could be a friend. Okay. And you, the one person plays as a monster, and these other guys are like monster hunters. They're, they're like sent to a planet to clear out all the monsters. So gameplay of this, uh, this game came out, let's say like two months ago when they, like, they revealed it, and... The idea is for the four players to take down the monster, but the monster, it, it sounds like, well, then that, you know, it's going to, you're going to easily take this guy down. The monster, the Goliath, they had just one monster available, the Goliath at this time. And uh, what happens is if you don't kill him right away, and it's really hard to do that, he gets away, and then now the monster starts feeding on everything that's going on around him, wildlife. Right. And he starts evolving, and he hits three different stages. And as the monster evolves, he gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and then he wants to kill all of you. Okay. So it's this nice, like, balance. Now, the thing is, like, sometimes when you play a game and a guy's like, I'm just going to solo the boss, and that's, that's me. I won't, <laughs> I, I won't lie. I play the assault class, and I go, and I, I, I will take out the boss by myself. Yeah. Not doable. Right. You need everybody so it's to, like it's to do this. a true cooperative. It's a true cooperative. Okay, yeah. Everybody has a role. So you have the assault class, and the assault class has this like lightning gun right. that lays down the most damage. And he has these mines he, that he can lay down, which is all great and fine, but the monster's going to get away from you. He's faster. Yeah. So there's a, a trapper class, which my friend played, and what he does is exactly what it sounds like. He traps the monster. Right. So he could put down these sound spikes, which will help us find him. Okay. And then he can throw down what they call a mobile arena, which puts up this like huge dome, which will trap so, like, the monster. Cordons for, him yeah. off. Yeah. He can, and he can also anchor with a gun. He can anchor the uh, the monster to the ground. Okay. And then switch back to like his main weapon. There's the uh, support class, which will lay down fire, but okay. can also heal his teammates, not himself, not heal, but shield them. Right. So if like if there's a teammate that's like up in the monster's face, he can like drop his gun, pull up a, a thing, 
shield yeah. that guy. Okay. And then there's the healer class who has a sniper rifle and goes around healing everybody. Right. If you're not working together, you're not even going to last. It's not going to work. You're not going to last yeah. at all. So That's a great concept. It's a really fun concept yeah. that it's different. Right. Um, so if you have five friends online, you all play and you're all going to take turns yeah. playing, as the, playing as the monster and then swapping in yeah. and out. So we, as soon as it was like go time, we ran to it. And we got online, and we waited about an hour to play it. Within five minutes, the line was stretched. To like a, They capped it off at a four-hour wait. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. And people waited. <laughs> um, so when you got to the front, it was cool. Like They were like, what do you want to play? And I was like, Assault, obviously. <laughs> right. And they gave you like this little um, like band, which like had the um, – you could put it around your wrist, which like said, like, you're the Assault class, and like okay. it had the game symbol on it. We played it, and it was a lot of fun. We ended up beating the monster. Yeah. Um, but it was like – it was daunting because you have these – you have surround sound headphones on and you're like completely grouped into your screen and you can't see this thing. But he could literally be right above you. Right. And he's roaring. So, so you with the surround like sound, good, like yeah. – Yeah, like I had like a little like – like A good sense of dread. Yeah, like, like come it, off the yeah. back of my spine like <laughs> where is this guy? Like right. where is he? Um, and it took us till stage three when he had leveled up all the way, but we had chipped off enough of his armor. Yeah. And the, the cool thing too is like, you don't have to, you can't just worry about the monster. There's like wildlife in there that are huge right. and they're going to kill you too if you're not paying attention. Right. Hmm. What was really awesome was, and I tweeted out a picture of it. They had about a 25 foot tall statue of the monster. <laughs> right. With That's like awesome. drool coming out of the mouth. It was like 20 feet by 20 feet. Well, like from like snout to tail. Yeah. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I've got some questions. Shoot. All right. Because you mentioned Left 4 Dead, and I'm probably going to get crucified for this. I didn't really like Left 4 Dead. I thought after a while that it got pretty predictable. So here's my question. I have several questions, actually. Uh, what is the gameplay like for the person who is the, the boss monster? Like, what do you do if you're the boss? Because conceivably, if four people are after you trying to trap you... Once you dispense with them, the game would be over. The game's over. Now, the, here's the thing. They only introduced this one mode called, I think it was called Hunter. Um, there's more modes coming, and there's more monsters coming. So there's not just going to be one monster, and there's going to be more hunters, like, you know, uh, you mm-hmm. know, human players coming. So they've only released this one mode, so I can only speak to that. But I could, I, I mean, my imagination was running wild. Like, what if there was like a five on five, and it was like, our players and our monster versus these guys and their monster. Like, I mean, that sounds fun. Who knows if they're going to do that? But I understand what you're saying. Like, would this be fun six months after release? And the answer is, I like, I don't know. I've only I got to play it twice. So, okay, all right, all right. All right. I, I I completely understand that you probably you can't answer all the questions. But if you're play, is it local or or online? Oh, it's online. Okay, all right. So it's strictly online. I don't. I actually. I don't know if it's strictly online. Because if not you're sure local if... and somebody's the boss... Yeah. So you you'd probably... have to assume that it's online. Hmm. It makes sense that it would be online only. But they know what? That's like, you know, that's the way that games are heading now. Especially hmm. in a world where we're all connected. Right. That a game where you're, you know, switching back and forth between a monster and a player, unless there was, you were able to be the monster, one guy be the monster on one side, then you have computer players on the other. I don't know. I'm going to lean towards the fact that, no, there is no local, but don't hold me to that. All right. Um, So you didn't get to play as the monster. I never got to play as the monster because everybody wanted to play as the monster. So the two times that we went, 
we went on Friday and Saturday. It was the first thing we ran to because we wanted to take right. another shot at it. And we switched roles. I was the trapper. He was assault. So, all right. So the monster, the way it was behaving, was it just coming in to attack you and then, like, hightailing it out once it was getting too hairy? Oh, no. Like, he came in and he was wrecking stuff up. And, like, you're like you're panicking at first because you're like, all right, what, 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 what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, I, all right, wait, I can't shoot. Like, you know what? At certain times, the class would be like, no, 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 like. I shouldn't be attacking. I should be healing. I should be shielding. I should mm-hmm. be trapping. Um, and, like, he can pick up – the monster can, like, breathe fire and pick up rocks and throw rocks. Like, he can wreck. He can, if, if the monster plays it right, he can kill everybody in the first round and, mm-hmm. like, the first wave. So, like, he took me and threw me, like, half a mile it felt like. And everyone has jetpacks that, like, will give him, like, a boost. <laughs> uh-huh. So the jetpacks will, like, will help you, like, cover ground quickly. But – Man, he set me off, and then he took me up into the distance and was wrecking me to the point where I got knocked out and I needed to be revived. All right, so all right, so you got knocked out and you and you needed to be revived. What was your health bar looking like once he once he threw you? Like, here's my thing: if you're the boss and you're you're dispatching the players, you're human players, correct? Yeah. Okay. Human players versus this gigantic like Godzilla kaiju mammoth thing that. It should only take so much for you to die, and here's, once you're dead... Here's the thing. each Because we're obviously in the future, each player has a shield that they can put up, like okay. a rechargeable like Master Chief shield. So if he's on top of you, mm-hmm. you can withstand a hit or two, but you can't withstand like a lot more after that. Your screen will instantly start going red, and then it's not going to take long. But that's why the other classes are so imperative, because if your shield is gone... You want the support guy to help you out and throw up a shield for you, and you want your healer to be healing you while, like, the assault guy is in the guy in the monster's face. That's why, like, mm-hmm. this is the most cooperative game to take out, you know, to, to do something that I've played in a long time. Not mm-hmm. counting MMOs, but on, like, a console experience. Yeah. This isn't a, uh, like, yeah, there's three other players here, but I'm going to do all the work myself, like... Not possible. Right. You really needed to work together. So you need headsets. You need a strategy. You, you need a strategy. Or you just like, you know, even if you don't have headsets, you just need you need people who like are committed to their role. Not I'm the healer, but I'm going to just not heal anybody. So what happens What happens when the strategies become predictable and you're playing with the same people and you're, the, you're that monster again and you're in that level again and you know that they're going to throw up a perimeter and they're going to they're going to flank gotta, you. It's got to be hard to tell at this point though, right? Yeah. It would be hard to tell. I'm like but every game has that, right? Yeah. Every game has like you play Battlefield online. You play Battlefield online long enough, you learn tendencies like people are going to be right here. Yeah. People are going to, you know, close off this with C4. Like yeah, you the, know, the sniping spots you, and the You know the what worm. people are going to do, but it's the experience of trying to beat them anyway that makes it fun. So in the two times I got to play this, it it's the game that I'm most jazzed about for consoles coming up, like a, like a big release, and it's coming out this fall, which is nice. Mm. So, that's, what systems is that for? Uh, next gen only and PC. So Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Which one are you thinking of picking up? PS4. Mm. That's where all my friends are. That's right. There you go. That's right. Um, so I'm anxious to see what else they reveal. I'd like to see what other modes are coming. And who knows? The modes could completely change that gameplay up. They haven't. Re- they haven't said anything. But this game had the longest wait of the show. How was the polish? Like how how good did it look? It was. I was playing on a PC build with a 360 controller, and man, did it look pretty. Hmm. So they're going to optimize it later. I asked them. So like, how are we looking for like next gen systems or you know the now current gen? Um, 
you know, is it, you know, obviously it's not going to be as powerful as whatever PCs they're running. And the guy said that, you know, they haven't been optimized yet, but you could expect something similar. So hmm. if it looks anything like it did, man, it's, it's nice looking stuff. Did you, uh, when you played it, did you get to play with your friends mm-hmm. or are they, okay. So it was me and my buddy, Eric, and we sat next to each other and, uh, we worked, uh, like him and me are constantly when we're playing, we're talking, we're, we're strategizing. The other two guys weren't so much, but we got lucky the first time we killed them. The second time we didn't get so lucky. Um, ah, oh, damn it. I had a question for you and it fucking flew right out of my head. Um, Oh, did um did the people that were playing did they did you guys like fight over who gets to be what class? No, no, because uh, when you go in, you like after waiting on the line, you go into like a queue area where they bring you in and they like, you know, if you've never heard of this game before, well, what is it? They mm-hmm. bring you into a room where there's a video playing and they have a representative from Turtle Rock and he's like, you know, this is Evolve, this is the next evolution of multiplayer. These are what the individual classes do. You get a video of explaining. Then when you come out of the video. You're handed like you know you you could ask but you know they could be like I you know I, I have a trapper and a healer left like you guys fight it out and so you just take whatever I I, I would have played anything because I really wanted to get my hands on it. Word. I don't know, man. I mean, it sounds Jackie. Any I was saying, no, it sounds like fun. Yeah, it I think sounds, it does. Yeah. It's it's nice because for people who are not maybe into first person shooters, this particular game mode changes it up. Like you mm. don't have to worry about you know other players coming and shooting you in the face and running away and teabagging you and. <laughs> You know, the usual Imagine online... the monster teabag. <laughs> that would be actually something. Um, it was different. It was it, right it's different. Face. It's <laughs> it's different than anything I've played yet, which was nice. So keep this on your radar. If that sounds like it's it's cool to you, um, okay. It was my favorite thing of the show. Can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. What was your least favorite thing? Least. Like, what did you play where you were like, oh, this is terrible. This is sh- I wasn't expecting this question. <laughs> Let me think about that for a little All bit. Right, sure. So I was just going to run down like a bunch of the games that I saw. Yeah, go okay. for it. Um, a lot of, uh, PAX East is becoming two things. It's always had an indie presence. The indie presence is, that's what it's supposed to be, but it's growing and growing and growing. And I found myself more interested in what the uh, the indie stuff was than, let's say, like the the bigger stuff. Evolve was the biggest console game there. They only, but they didn't have very many. It's also like shifting to like a very PC heavy focus. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's new to PC gaming for the last year or so. That was a little bit depressing. But this year <laughs> I came this year I came away and I came away saying I'm going to build myself a rig. Oh. Uh-huh. So there were a couple of really great games. Um, the console games that were there, it was Evolve. Um, there was the new Wolfenstein. There was the Evil Among Us. I didn't even bother with those. Not my type of games. Um, there you mean the a, Evil Within? The Evil Within. Okay. Yeah. That was like closed off where you couldn't see it. Um, like you had to wait online to get see, in I'm, to I'm, see I'm, it. I, I'm super interested in that. Like I the The reaction from all the gaming sites coming out of it was that it was very disappointing. Oh, really? Yeah. So no. that also kept me from going on the line when I read like on Friday night, I like I went, I, I was hanging out in the hotel. I went on my phone. I looked on IGN and joystick and nobody really liked it. That's so I was like, shame. all right, well, I'm going to pass on that tomorrow. Um, like Child of Light was there. Like Ubisoft was there. Yes. Um, and so they had like a bunch of stuff. They had like five monitors for Child of Light. But I was like, this comes out in a week. I'm not going to bother playing it. They had Trials Fusion. I knew that came out this week. I wasn't going to bother playing it. Mm-hmm. They had the crew which is a completely open-world racing game. Um, 
Ooh. Yeah. And by open world, I mean, like, they're trying something really special. Um, like, super ambitious. Super ambitious. Like, you can drive anywhere in the United States. It will take you three and a half hours to drive from New York to California. <laughs> wow. And you could port to places to play with your friends, but depending on where you are, you might be racing a Porsche with 4 by 4 wheels on it. If you're like down, if you're like down south, or you could be racing with pickup trucks in Colorado, and it's supposed to be like a super well knit community where you could go anywhere at any time, or you could just choose to free drive across the United States. That's hmm. fantastic. Uh, the line yeah. for it was like super long, um, but I was able to stand behind two guys who were playing it, and I watched it for about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and I'm very interested. Like, I don't really like racing games unless they're super arcadey, like a Need for Speed, and I've mentioned that before. Yeah. This looked like it was in between, like more towards Need for Speed, but not as crazy as Need for Speed. So that was pretty cool. They had Watch Dogs there, but it wasn't playable, which worries me what? a bit. Yeah, it, they had That's it on. Are you serious? Yeah, it wasn't playable. This game has been coming out for a long, long time. It's coming out in May. I think it's May, but it's late May. Pushed back it's been pushed over, back. Right? They delayed it, and they delayed it because yeah. they said that they wanted to give the game like a better coat of polish uh-huh. and that they, it wasn't fun enough, whatever that means. Right. So, but they still didn't have a playable demo. They didn't have at this a playable point. demo at this point. But what they did have was they had a screen, maybe like a, a 10 by 10 on the floor. And they had a, uh, a representative explaining what was going on in the game. So you were watching gameplay. That was, you know, okay. nobody was actually playing it. It was a loop. Wow. Yeah. And you could watch it. And I mean, it looks really nice, but, that's not good. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't no, playable made, wanna, exactly. makes me a little bit worried. If they don't want to show you the actual, like, let you feel the gameplay, yeah. that's worrying. Yeah, last, last, uh, last packs, they had The Last of Us there. In probably the same window, like, that's April, and uh, The Last of Us came out in June. So this is coming out in late May, and they didn't have a playable build. That makes me a little bit worried, but I can only hope for the best. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't even know what that game is going to be anymore. I don't know. It looked, you know, it looked like just from what I watched, you know, it looks like a GTA with a much different focus. And I mean, it looked gorgeous. Like, that is undeniable. Yeah. Um, but they didn't say what it was running on, so I'm leaning towards it uh, probably running. Like I like the idea that you can manipulate the city. Yeah. And that you can hack into things to kind of Every, everything you know. I've seen on that game. I'm super interested in. Like, I think it looks awesome, but it's been they, – they showed it way too early. They showed it two years ago at E3, and by now it's like the the, the fever for it built and has died. Yeah, well, that was yeah. one of those, like, you know, look what we're going to be able to do. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that was there. Um, it's disheartening. The new Borderlands was there. What? Yes. Really? Oh, <gasps> I'm going to tell you a little frustrating story about this. No. So, the, but you can tell, like, if you've been going to these things, you can tell what's playable and what's a video where the developer will come on and be like, we're going to show you a part of the game. I have no interest in going to those. I have too much, um, too many other things to see and do that I'm not going to sit there and watch a video. I only go to things where I can get my hands on it. That has super, it also had like a super long line. So like, not worth it. Last year I went to the Gearbox panel. Like now, now it's just like Comic-Con. There's panels and stuff that you can go to and they're running all the time. And Gearbox's panel was really cool last year, and it's always on Sunday. And this year we didn't go to Sunday. We were trying to save a little bit of money because we want to go to Prime in Seattle. Yeah. So everybody who went to the Gearbox panel this year got a free copy of the game. Get out. Yeah. Really? So I'm not sure. It was probably on, like, DLC cards um, where – Oh, you got shanked. Yeah. Which, you know, it's frustrating because – 
I didn't go to the Gearbox's panel. I, I went last year, and we got free DLC for the game, and it was awesome. They were giving stuff away all the time, and I just didn't think about it. But I didn't know that the year before that, they gave everyone in the audience Borderlands 2 for free. So the game, which Borderlands were they giving out? The new one that's coming up, um, the pre-sequel. The one that we talked about last week. Yeah. You went to that panel, you got the game for free. But I... Mm, see... I feel like I mean we just talked about that. Is there is there any like gameplay? Yeah, the thing that you saw inside that tent was gonna be gameplay, and the people that saw it liked it. They're like, cool, more Borderlands. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's not worth waiting on like a two hour line just to see a video of something I could see a week from now. Or I don't two know how you give now. a card for something that isn't assigned to anything yet. Who knows how they did it? I'm not, I I have no idea. Last year they gave us DLC cards for the, like the character that they were releasing. They could have done something different. They could have give your give us your email address. We'll send you the codes when they're ready. But it was like well known that you went to this panel, you got the game for free, which is really cool. No, that is that's so. Awesome. If you're ever at PAX and Gearbox is there, go because you could walk away with a free game. They've done it twice now. And then if you don't, just leave. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Worst. Um, I have no patience for lines. I know we None. went through that. We went through that last week. But for, like for me, it was just like all right. I pull up my Vita, I play my Vita, I have my iPad, I read a book, and I started a book. What book did you read? Uh, I started reading The Martian, which is like, um, it caught my eye because uh, somebody had said it's like gravity on Mars. Hmm. Like, imagine if you were on a mission to Mars and everything went to hell and you were the last surviving member and you're on Mars. I only got like a chapter in, but the idea was like, it, I liked gravity a lot, so I was like, all right, yeah, I'll read this. Um but when you're at when you're waiting online, you're like you're looking around, you're watching cosplay walk everywhere. You know, if you're like me and you're super into this, like you recognize personalities. Like I recognize the guys from IGN, so I called out to them. They came over, we met them, gave them a hug, shook some hands. Oh, uh, you hugged it up? Oh yeah. I mean, I listen to these guys all the time, so they were like they were pretty much giving out free hugs. So whatever, I'll give you a bro <laughs> hug. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they had a joust arena too, which was neat. Like you could go in there and joust, like on like uh, you know, with the foam, not the foam stuff, but like uh, what do they call that? Like um, throw you on roller horses? Not like roller horses, like that. But like you're standing on the platforms and you have the things in your hand and you're trying to knock each other off the platforms. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. great. For some reason, that was there this year. Um, so a lot of PC stuff. Like that game, Infinite Crisis on the PC had a massive presence. Really? Like a huge, like ginormous presence where they're like they had all these chairs embroidered. With the logo. So they were setting up for a tournament. Uh, the MMO Wildstar was there. Um, uh, you know, that kind of looks like Guild Wars. Um, Oculus was there. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? I watched. Um, the, but my buddy wasn't really that into it. And that had that also had like a four-hour wait. So oh, you had sure. to decide. If we had went the third day, I would have went to it. But like... I'm not going to get an Oculus. If I get anything, I'm going to get a Morpheus for Sony. Because you know, I have the Sony platform already. Um, but he didn't want to do it and I didn't want to split up. So the second day that when we, when we ran, we ran right back to evolve cause we knew that would have the longest line, but we watched and I mean, Oculus had their own presence where they had maybe like five or six dev kits and you could watch them like everyone moving their head around and see what they were looking at. But what was cool is like in a lot of the indie booths, indie developers had the kits and like, there was like a line of like maybe 10 people to try it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just like, it wasn't worth waiting for. Yeah. Um, if I'm not going to get one. Um, and besides, like, like I said, my friend really wasn't that into it. So I wasn't going to make him sit around and wait. I'll eventually get around to trying one of those. I wonder how long it's going to take them to come out with like designer oculuses to make them look cooler. Cause so far everybody looks like a jerk with one of those things on their face. <laughs> you ever see the, did you, did you watch the social network? 
Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, so there's this part where Justin Timberlake, like, they're talking about money. He's like, you know what's, you know, yeah, a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? Like a billion dollars. So there's this meme going around, and it's like, you know what, a uh, million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? And then, like, the next, like, the next clip in the movie, they just show him wearing the Oculus thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it was everywhere. Um, it's just like, it's a shame I didn't get to try it, but I'll eventually get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's talk about the indie stuff I saw, which is was to me was the best part of the show besides Evolve. All right, um, there's this game Secret Ponchos that's coming out. It was supposed to be this month's Secret Ponchos. Secret Ponchos. That sounds very intriguing already. It it's stupid. Is that that? But fun. It's not um, from the people that made Guacamelee. Is it? No, no. We'll talk about them in a minute. All right. Uh, that's Drinkbox. Um, I love these names. They're great. I I I. I for some reason, the developer of Secret Ponchos is escaping me. We saw it last year, but we didn't get to play it. Um, we saw it in passing. I was like, yeah, we're going to go back to that. We never end up doing it. So it was supposed to be this month's April's free PS Plus game, but they pushed it back and they gave us um, Mercenary Kings instead. Hmm. We played it four times because there was like no line. It was just like, all right, we just kind of walked up, grabbed controllers. And there's always people around, but people are talking, watching. So we just played over and over. So it's kind of like a... Um, a deathmatch game, but imagine from Marvel's perspective, Marvel heroes, like that top-down perspective, like a Diablo, right? Yeah. And you could do teams like 1v1, 2v2, 4v4, or everybody for themselves. And that's what it was every time. You have all these characters, you run around shooting each other, but you have like whips, and you can like disappear. It's okay. very cartoony, but fun. And right. it's going to be free on Plus. So when you see that... Oh, that's great. When you see that, download it. It was... It was a riot. Secret ponchos. Secret ponchos. I'm looking at it now. It looks really cool. It kind of reminds me of. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Red Dead Revolver, like a top-down Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just set, going by images. It's set in the. It's you know, secret ponchos. It's set, you know, in the West. It also looks like Wild Arms. Yeah. Um, everybody, each class has like different abilities and stuff. Like, there's this guy who has a skull as a face, and he just he his secondary weapon is a whip. So you can just run around whipping people. It was fun. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna win game of the year, but to play with your friends, absolutely. Yeah, it and keeps if you entertained. Yeah, it's That's free on plus. Okay. Hmm. Um, Transistor is most people's game of the show. This is from Supergiant Games. It's the dudes who made Bastion. Did any of you guys play Bastion? Yeah, I did. Okay, I didn't play Bastion, and. Uh, I when I saw this, I'm like, we're gonna wait for this. Like I, we we saw it last year. It was like a three hour wait. We didn't wait, but you could watch. There's monitors everywhere. So I was like, we're waiting for this. I really want to play it. And then I found out it comes out in May. Oh, so I was like, it's not. Again, it, there's no point. In there's waiting, no point right? waiting. This game's coming out May twentieth uh, for uh, PlayStation, and I don't I don't think it's on Xbox. I think it's PlayStation and PC. There you go, Jack. Another reason. No longer an issue for me. Nice. <laughs> this game <laughs> Score. is gorgeous. The aesthetics are amazing, and you ever play Fallout Three? Yeah, oh god, okay. yes. Sounds like a really strange comparison. Love here. that game. But in Fallout Three, you could stop time, right? And you could choose to pinpoint where you wanted to hit your enemy. Yeah, totally. Okay, or you could just shoot them, right? Yeah. This game has a similar concept. Like you walk into arena, it has that third person, um, like almost like top down view, uh, where you're pulled back a bit. And it's about this girl who finds a mystical sword. And there's these assassins trying to kill her. So what's cool is, like, I mean, that's just a a neat concept to begin with. But what's really cool is that you can freeze time. And you have, like, a a bar that will start ticking down. And that's your time. And you can map out what you want to do. 
So it's like if there's five yeah. enemies in the room, you can freeze time and be like, okay, I'm, I want to go in a straight line right here, X to attack. Now I want to like do like a like a quarter circle, come around, hit this guy in the back, then d- drive straight up and hit another guy, and then, and then you hit X and it plays and it does it. Right. The, or uh, you could just do a standard attack. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. The art for this is ridiculous. Ridiculous, and the music is beautiful. Sweet. Um, okay, so that's Transistor. Transistor yeah. comes out okay. May 20th. Okay. Uh, I like I said, I never got to play Bastion. And I've always like I've been upset now that I don't have an Xbox. I can't go back and ever try it, and it's never come to PlayStation platforms. Um, no, yeah, it hasn't. So this looks really good. Uh, most of the big video game websites, this was their game of the show. Wow. This or the game that I'll finish. I'll finish up talking about because it's the reason. Uh, it was going to be the reason that you were going to buy an Xbox One. I saw this game and thought of you <laughs> and you only. Oh boy, here we okay. go. So that's we're gonna so, save that for the last. Oh, uh, I, I almost just spent five hundred and fifty dollars. You well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So the next big thing I saw was Hyperlight Drifter. If you follow me on Twitter, um, and you go Which to my is? Uh, at your Oake, J O R O A K, and uh, you look at my banner, my banner is from this game Hyperlight Drifter. I am. I'm not a Kickstarter guy. I've never backed anything on Kickstarter. I backed this game on Kickstarter after I saw it. And I found out it's coming to PlayStation, which makes me PlayStation and Vita. And yeah, I think it's just PlayStation, Vita, and PC. It is a also like kind of like three, uh, you know, top down view, but it's kind of like got this 8 bit styling. Yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at your banner now. It is gorgeous. It, like the trailer for this game shows this dude in like a little cape and he's going around worlds and like. Imagine like an 8-bit game where it's like, you know, it, it plays better. You know, it, it's like an open arena where you can go up and down. Like not um, not vertically like levels, but like it's a world, like a 3D world in front of you with stairs and stuff like that. Okay. And just the, the trailer for this game, I, I, can't, I can't express how much I want you guys to like look at this trailer. Because you're walking around and there's like a giant skeleton laying on the ground with a bloody sword, like a, a four-story tall bloody sword laying in the ground. There's these like creatures that are locked in tanks. You get into a mech at one point, and it's set to this mesmerizing music. Hmm. Um, you could just search Hyperlight Drifter trailer, and it will take you to their Kickstarter page, and you can just watch. It's maybe like a three-minute trailer, and just check this game out. Like I'm, I, I'm probably not describing it in the best way, but it had a big line, and I waited to talk to the developer just so I could be like, "Hey, like you're the first thing I ever backed," mm-hmm. and I bought a T-shirt from him of um of the Drifter, and they I, we, they demoed a co-op survival mode, mm-hmm. and it was oh man. Okay, so tell us one more time where you can go to look up this trailer. Okay, and their so just into Google, just type Hyper Light Drifter. Okay, and I'll I'll tweet out the link later. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so you yeah. you said that it's coming out Xbox One Mm-mm. only? No, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not positive if it's coming to Xbox One, but I am positive it's coming to Vita, PS3, uh, PS4, and uh, not PS3, Vita, PS4, PC. Is there a, a release window? No, not yet. Ooh. It kind of just says when it's done. But this is a game for me that. I am so jazzed for that. When it's done is when it's done. Right. All right. Next in line, we saw um, a game that's already out on Steam that I had never seen before, and it was called Strike Vector. It is a dogfighting game. 
I'm sorry, what? A dogfighting game. That's another word right? for airplanes. Okay, yeah. good. Just wanted to clear um, it up. It wasn't a Michael Vick this situation. Isn't a Michael, okay. This isn't a Michael Vick simulator. <laughs> He's not one of the characters <laughs> you can play. No. no. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> I don't get nauseous. Like, I have a friend who, when he would come here, when he comes to my house and we play games like first-person shooters, he gets nauseous watching other people play. He can't handle it. I've never had that problem. My buddy played this game, and I was like – I was getting sick watching wow. him because it goes really quickly. It's really pretty, yeah. and um, it's pretty simple. It's you know control with WSAD, and then your mouse is like where you're looking, right. and then left-click and right-click are your, your two abilities. And there's like floating like health orbs and stuff like that. Yeah. But man, do you move fast. Yeah. And so he's like – doing loops exactly. and flying like through building and, and I was just around, like right. I'm actually getting nauseous like oh my god I'm Alan <laughs> yeah. um, so when it was my turn to play it I'm like god I'm gonna be really bad at this and I loved it I like I absolutely loved this game and I did like okay I didn't suicide a lot by like clipping anything I, I was flying and like weaving in and out of stuff yeah it is it, I bought it when I got home it was like the first thing I did I, I walked to my computer I bought it it was $12 on Steam I think they're running a sale, a sale, and that sale might be over. It might be twenty bucks now, but Ooh. if you like flying games or even shooters, like you could stop in midair, hit spacebar, and all of a sudden he would just hover right where he was, and the game almost turned into like a first-person shooter. Wow! And you look at those like different weapons that you could play as. Another game that's not going to win game of the year, it probably is not going to be on a lot of people's radar. But I played it; it was fun, and I wanted to tell you guys about it. The only game that I've ever gotten motion sickness from was uh, a Steam game. Actually, the first Steam game I ever bought called Audio Surf. And um, the pull of it was that you can load in your own music and it will it'll go through the song really quick on its own and kind of come up with its own algorithm and pattern. And you're this little ship and you're you're flying down tunnels and you're collecting little light bars in tune to the music. So like you're jumping tunnels and stuff like that. that you're picking like, up the beats. It sounds like Chroma. From harmonics. Yeah, you know, I'm a little uh, a little sore about Chroma. I want to play that game so damn bad. And the moment, the moment that they allowed people to get into the beta, I was on there. I filled that stuff out twice. Haven't heard Jack. And there's well, all I mean, kinds of people playing it. The good thing is that that was their first foray into letting people in. As time goes on, they're going to let more and more people in. That's just the way betas go. Yeah. But I understand the frustration. I, I, I have to sign up for it still. I'm still hoping that game well, comes it's to like, consoles. No, because like I was paying attention to it, and I heard it, and they're like, they're talking about it on the Giant Bomb podcast, they had one of the one of the guys on there. Yeah, one of the I listened to that show. Yeah, and he's just like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, people are coming in, they're helping, and I was like, I want to be one of those people. That's a problem. Patience, my friend. You'll get in. <laughs> so okay. what else? Uh, let's see. where. I, so that was uh, Strike Factor. Mm -hmm. um check it out if that sounds like it's uh it's something you might like it's out on steam now um okay so here comes the big game this is the one that's gonna make me buy an xbox one this is what would have made you buy an xbox one if they didn't announce at the show that it's coming to pc as well xbox lost the exclusive i probably won't get it on pc this game is called below it's from cappy games cappy cappy um my grandparents had a dog named cappy <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> cappy another well their uh, their um, avatar or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, the picture they use to describe the company is three hippopotamuses <laughs> stacked on top of each other. Hippopotami. I was just about to say that. I was like, would it be obnoxious? To say that? <laughs> no, <laughs> Steve. That thought comes into Steve's head, and he's like, "Nope, let's just do it anyway." <laughs> I love you. It's already yeah. out my mouth. Damn it. <laughs> okay, so I've heard of this game. I saw it at, at uh, E3. They they showed like a trailer for it last year. Mm. This game, 
everyone says is a mixture of Dark Souls and Zelda. Wow. Okay. Jackie sat up. She's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the thing. I talked to the guy. Like, this was one of those games where it's like there's not really a line. It's just like they they have um, little cubes for you to sit on, and you're sitting about maybe like two feet away from the TV. And there's two at each one so you and your buddy could sit down. So we sat down. Excuse me. We sat down, and I asked the guy. I'm like, I know nothing about this. Tell me about this game. And he's like, well, here's the thing. You, you're on this island. You go into a cave. You explore. They had, like, these three words. It was, like, explore, survive, and discover above the TVs. Okay. So the viewpoint of this game is constantly changing. It's yet another game where you're pulled back from the player. And sometimes the player is really small, but they do that for – they do that on purpose, and sometimes the player, like, you come closer to them. Sometimes it could be a 2D game. Sometimes it's a 3D game. So I was like, he's like, just explore. Like, this is this is shield. This is, like, you could, like, poke when you're putting your shield up, or you could do, like, a full swipe. And there's, like, a, like kind of like a dash button. And he's like, go. Just go. And so very slowly, like, you start outside, and it's beautiful. Like, you know, you're in the rain, and you just you just hear the rain coming down, and you have these like you know they have like Astros or Turtle Beaches, mm-hmm. so the sound quality was like really nice. And you climb up this this like this rock wall, and you come to a mountain with an opening in it, and you go through the opening, and it's like very dark. And that's this game plays with lighting in like a really cool way. Like you're not gonna see where you are until you walk forward. So now you're walking down these stairs, and the viewpoint changes from like being behind you to like now you're looking in front of like you're looking at the stairwell right right in front of you and the stairs are coming down in like in a zigzag so you're watching your guy come down the stairs from like from the right viewpoint okay so you come down the stairs and you're just walking and exploring and you come across these like creatures like small little guys that you don't think are gonna like is this part of the game or not and they just kill you (laughs) and i'm like i wasn't ready for that so the point is you got to like almost like in dark souls where you go to a bonfire but you don't like when you die, you die. You take the place of another explorer who's come and found you. And so now picture this game where you're just exploring and then all of a sudden it goes from just ambiance to this music. Right. And the music is like I, I just said like, I, I stopped, took off the headphones, put it on my buddy Eric and was like, just listen to this. The uh, the de- uh, not the developer, the composer for this score yeah. Uh, apparently has worked on other games that Cappy's made, and they've been lauded. And now I'm super interested in finding out about the rest of this. There's a trailer like that went up from PAX where uh, it plays the music. Like, you could type in um, below trailer PAX, and then it will come up. It's on Kotaku. And you get like – like they, the music is so great that at the end they tell you who composed the music. Hmm. They want you to know who it is. So we spent about 20 minutes in this game just exploring and, like, slowly fighting. You could pull up an inventory like in Zelda. Like, all right, what do I have here? Do I have a health potion or, like, you know, a healing something? You can um, do, like – it looked like you could do, like, a little bit of farming. Like, you know, you killed something. You're going to go. You're going to pick up whatever they dropped. Um, sometimes there would be, like, little glistens on the ground, and you could <laughs> walk over and pick that up. Yeah. But, like, the really cool thing was – and this, like, might not sound like anything special, but – Say, like, your character is coming down. There's multiple ways to go. So your character is coming towards you on the screen, and he goes to the left, right? And it's all dark. It's black except for where you're walking because you're carrying a torch. 
So you walk to the left of the screen, and there's a doorway. You go through the left of the screen on the doorway. Your character now comes out on the right side of the screen. So it's like you're watching you're watching this happen, which sounds like so silly. Like, all right, so what? He comes out on the right side of the screen. No game does that. No game like changes your like your your viewpoint. Like your guy, if your guy probably went up, he might come out of the bottom of the screen. It's funny the disorientation because it sounds it sounds extremely disorienting. Um, but you you're saying that it's fluid that it doesn't. It's fluid. Like I, I saw it and was like every game needs to do this from now on. It sounds a little bit to me. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it sounds a little bit. You ever play Eternal Darkness no. on the GameCube? Mm-mm. Ooh, that was a good game. That was a really good game. Um. Just the the bizarre nature of it and the random acts of um like you, you so you you've never played so you never experienced any of the okay you'd be in a room and you're exploring you're doing your thing you got your torch and whatever and you'll just be walking in a room you know where you're going because you've already been in that room already and you're walking through the room and all of a sudden your head will fall off like it'll just fall off and you're like what the hell what happened what killed me what nothing killed you your head just fell off and all of a sudden like that you're back you're back holding your torch walking through the room again as if it never happened um other things were the game would would shut down you'd get like a black screen and it would stay that way for like a you know whatever period of time and the game would come back making you think that it froze you lost all your save content the game would constantly constantly mess with you uh you would be like beefed up and all of a sudden you'd walk into a room and your armor would be missing you can't see it anymore or you'd be emaciated when you were like this big (laughs) muscular thing and all of a sudden you lost like 50 pounds um really bizarre but the what what you're describing kind of reminds me a little bit of, of that the just the way that the game moved, the lighting, the music, the just like this is a game um, that you want to play with the lights off with your headphones on and like go down and not come back up for air for hours. Like I didn't want to get up. I had people behind me and I was like, no, I, I want to keep going. Another cool thing is it's procedurally generated. So you go into a place and you come back. It's not going to be the same place. Okay. Um, I thought of you when I was playing it because I know you like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And I immediately got from never even playing Dark Souls, just listening to you. I got that vibe from it right away, and it definitely had a Zelda feel to it as well. Are there, you said there's videos and stuff. Of them oh online? yeah, um, right, I'll have to so check it out. just I mean, if you have an Xbox One, you, this game should definitely be on your radar. It it is that type of game that just needs to be seen to be like seen and noticed. So this is the this is the system seller. This would have been the system seller, like as crazy as it sounds, as as an indie game would be, but now it's coming to Steam as well. But I mean, if you have an Xbox One, this is like terrific news for you because this are, game's really good. What are the graphics like? Are we talking like Skyrim no, style? No, not nothing like that. Like I said, like you're pulled back. It's it's very it's a simple game. It's not eight bit like Hyperlight Drifter. It's it's the, the characters are modeled, but you're so far away, you almost feel godlike watching the character. Hmm. And there are other times where you're closer. But when I was playing, you felt like you felt like you were just you were God watching down on this guy going through this mountain. It was it was incredible. It sounds really unique. It, it, I'm intrigued. You should be. I'm. <laughs> I cannot wait. And they, 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 people were asking like release date, release date. They're like when it's done. So it could be this year. It could be early next year. But you know, Aww. for them to be for them to have a playable build like this, it's got to be well on its way. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So I look out yeah, for that one below for trailers for everyone to look at. Hyperlight Drifter, below.
All right. Okay. And the last thing I'll probably talk about um, in depth is Guacamelee. They had like the super hyper like HD version coming to next gens. Okay. Um, and I think even Wii U. Yeah, Wii U. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Poor Qua- Wii U. Guacamelee is – I've talked about it before. Um, it was – if it wasn't for The Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite, it would have been my game of the year last year. Really? Yeah, Guacamelee is amazing. I know. I've played it. I So good. I really – I played it with my friend Dave. I loved it in multiplayer. I would not play it single player. Really? No. How come you didn't like it? What, what would be the difference there for you? Because it's so much more fun with another person. The the goofiness of it, the gameplay, running around with two people. That it has just, tight gameplay, though. It does. I just I couldn't solo it. I played it for a little bit. I didn't care for it. And then my friend came over, and I was like, oh, let's give it a shot. Multiplayer, it was awesome. Oh, man, I love I love that game to death. I platinumed it. Um and the you know super tur- it's actually called like super turbo hyper re- like something like something crazy like that they added in all the DLC new ca- uh, new characters new stages and you know they put the PS4 the next gen shine on it mm. um what i really wish was that they had their game they just announced severed i wish that was there cuz that looks super strange and super interesting hmm. um oh that's the game that i'm thinking of i saw the the trailer for the other day where it's like almost like a touch touch it, like they're saying it's coming to mobile mm. they haven't announced console yet but it's like a first person it, look it looks like guacamelee from like the trailer like the, the character like a, models and the stuff. dia de los muertos feel to it yes um but you know you're like you're severing stuff um with like you're drawing on the screen and like severing limbs and stuff like that hmm. it looks crazy it's like fruit ninja limb ninja yeah <laughs> um so Guacamelee is coming out soon for like the PlayStation 4, Xbox One. It, it, it's already on PS3 and Vita, right. um, but it's coming to the other platforms as well. So is there a price? Probably like fifteen bucks. That's what oh, the original. That's, that's what the original okay. game was. Not at all. Yeah. Um, I got it on one of those like PlayStation sales where it was like five dollars. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean that was pretty much everything that we saw that like really needs to be talked about. There were other cool games there. Um, that game that I like, um, Ali Ali, that like skateboarding game. Yeah. The developer is working on uh, – uh, has their next game called Not a Hero. And have you played Hotline Miami? No. Okay, so Hotline Miami is just like hyper-violent, you know, super 8-bit top-down game where you're just killing everything everything in sight to, you know, uh, for some like drug deals and stuff like that. But this game was like the same <laughs> – Lovely. This, this game uh, uh, was uh, put on like a 2D plane and like you want to get through the level quickly. Like it's kind of like almost arcade like, you get shot once and you die. Um, mm-hmm. That was there. That's coming just to PC right now. And then they had um, – crap, what the hell is that name? Um, Bro, uh, Broforce? Yeah, I've seen I've okay. seen the – Broforce looks ridiculous. I saw the trailer for that the other day, and that looks like fun on a bun. Yeah. I really – I'm very interested in that game. Oh, there was one more game I'll mention too. So Broforce, like, quickly is, like, uh, if you have a PlayStation and you've seen Mercenary Kings, like, kind of like that Contra look. But just over the top ridiculous, where they're pulling in all characters from movies, mm-hmm. like the Terminator is the Brominator, yeah. Um, and the point of the level is to go in and save bros. So What's they have the... like the bro in black, which is supposed to be you know from the Men in Black. Yeah. Um, I love. There's a machete uh, character that yeah. that just hucks knives. There's a, a Schwarzenegger character from like I mean, probably from Conan or whatever. Bronan. Um, Bronan. Yeah. So it just looks like. A ridiculous, like there's explosions everywhere. It looks like Mercenary Kings or Contra, like kind of like that old school looking style. 
Yeah, but it's kind of like just, that 32 bit. Yeah, yeah. It looks ridiculous. That's coming to PC. Keep that out on your radar if you like fun games. Like I think that. it's so much fun that all of these like 16 bit, 32 bit games are, are having like back. a renaissance. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're coming back. It's awesome because they're able to take that old style which people have nostalgia for and add things that they couldn't back then. Well, look at Towerfall. Yeah, exactly. Um, there is this game that I wish Jackie you had a PC for. Yeah. Because it's called Lichdom Battle Mage. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I had no idea what this game was. They, they had 50 stations, and it looked like Skyrim and Bioshock mixed. Nice. It has first-person view, and you can right. see your two hands, and it was like yeah. you had plasmids in both <laughs> hands. But it's magic because he's a mage. Okay. And it was like just first-person takedown. You know, yeah. whatever enemies are in the room, like kind of had that Skyrim look to it, where it's like I'm right. fighting skeletons and this yeah, and that. Yeah, but it was gorgeous. As far as I know, that's just PC, but I'm okay. definitely gonna be looking into that. And uh, I played Brawlhalla, which is <laughs> the biggest Smash Brothers clone I've ever seen. Oh yeah, um, it makes PlayStation All Stars look like an original idea. Like <laughs> this game has floating platforms like smash brothers where if you fall off it's it's a smash brothers clone you yeah. fight each other you pick up weapons um if you fall off the stage it counts as a death and then you get brought back up to the beginning of the stage and you drop back in it's in beta right now yeah i have right. a ticket i had fun playing it so i'm gonna download the beta and keep on going i played uh playstation all-stars at comic-con and uh the guy that was showing it to me was like super excited for me to play it we were like the, one of the first people on the floor on a thursday He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you can be Crash Bandicoot, and you can be, you know, Cole, cool. and you can be. And I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, done on it in I, a couple minutes. I loved it. I platinumed it. Really? Yeah, I loved it a lot. Oh. It was like people are like, oh, that's just a random Smash Brothers clone. But it's not. It was. Uh, it was more. Not. I'm, I'm not going to say more strategic because Smash Brothers can be incredibly strategic. Yeah. But you had to, like, choose when – the only way to kill people was using your, your super ability and your build up your super ability. So you had to, like, kind of, like, pick and choose, like, when you wanted to use it. Like, I could get two kills here. If I go a little bit more, I could get to level three and take out everybody on the stage. Yeah. I, like I, – I really liked that game. But it – I mean, this – like, that looks like a whole brand new idea. Like, I have never seen anything like this compared to Brawlhalla. But Brawlhalla was fun. Yeah. And it's on PC. Yeah. So – I mean, my problem, my problem with All-Stars was never – the gameplay, because um, I like Smash Brothers type stuff. I just I never felt that the characters that they had no, in it the, were iconic enough for me well, to care. That was the thing they they couldn't get Crash Bandicoot. They didn't own the rights to it. Um, so their their first party characters, you know, Kratos and Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Like, yeah, sure, no problem. That's who Sly I Cooper, was Drake. Yeah, Sly Cooper. Um, but then they had stuff like um, the Big Daddy from Bioshock. That's not a PlayStation exclusive. They should have waited because in the last year they've come out with some really cool. Um, characters that are first party for playstation like kudaro um from puppeteer and um what is it uh the guy from tearaway i forget the character's name um and then uh knack from knack like they would have had other characters that have been like recognizable instead of having yeah. dante which is not a playstation exclusive um right i mean sweet tooth was which was cool but it's like they didn't they don't have nintendo's library which turned people off but if they would have just waited for a year or so, there were more first-party characters coming, hmm. which, you know, they'll never make a sequel to that game, but here's hoping. All right, so that was your... Uh, that's PAX. That's PAX? If you, if you live on the East Coast and you're not that far from Boston, I can't recommend going enough. It's really fun. 
uh it's like it's great to be immersed in that culture mm-hmm. um pax prime is in seattle and while they were at the show they enac- uh, announced that um mid pax <clears throat> the exact name of the show is coming to san antonio in january how uh how much does it cost you to go for the weekend uh, a three-day ticket is 70 bucks so that's not bad that's not bad at all it's not bad at all um and the thing is now it's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. The first year we went, we bought tickets like two months, three day tickets two months after it was it, like they went on sale. Right. And then every year it's gotten, they've sold out faster and faster and faster. It sold out, three day tickets sold out in about an hour. Right. And so we actually bought just two one day tickets for, and I, I think it cost us $80 for two single day passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're, gonna, if you're going to Boston to go to this show, or wherever you go, it's it's worth it to buy the the, the pass. So you're gonna spend more money in like tolls and food and hotel. Yeah, uh, our hotel was like I don't know, like two hundred and for we were there for one night. Um, so with parking and everything, it was like two hundred and sixty bucks. And you split that. We split it. That's um, not bad. It's not bad. And at all. the drive from New York to Boston, I mean, we're just in New York. It's like four hours, four and a half, five hours at most. All right. Well, we might have to we might have to hit it up next year. I think we're definitely going to. We should oh, do that. Yeah. Might be fun. All right, um, we're going to move on to just uh, just a couple of listener questions because uh, I've got a trip to make tomorrow, and uh, we're going to wrap it up in a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jackie's, on, a, Jackie's excited. Questions. She's got a PS4 to play with when she gets exactly. home. Exactly. I see you looking I at your watch. I to plug in. Yeah, I see you. I'm very excited. All right, so uh, I want to thank everybody who uh, wrote in with questions for the podcast. So let's see what we got. Uh, we have one from Matthew Odinson. He is at, uh, at dead underscore fet on Twitter. And he wants to know, how do you feel about games that have an abundance of cutscenes in them? Example, Metal Gear Solid 4. Ugh, for me, it's a huge thumbs down. All right. Why is that? Because I, I don't care about the story. I really don't. There's very, very few games where I really care anything about what's going on. Mm. Like I do, if I can't skip it, games piss me off when you can't skip the cutscenes. But somebody worked really hard on that. I don't care. Give me Rayman with like 150 levels and no cutscenes. And I'm happy. But here's the thing. What if there was a, sto- what if there was a game that you were really invested in the story? Like, there, I don't think there has ever been one. Really? Yeah. I think the closest I got to it was Assassin's Creed. I love uh, the character of Ezio. But it's just because, you know, he's a fun character. But still, by about two-thirds of the way through, I was skipping the cutscenes. Wow. Yeah, there's I'll never al- been a game. I'll always watch them at least once. That's my thing. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll watch because I want to see the whole game, full presentation. I'll do. I'll give it one one time over. Unless I I feel like really getting entrenched in the story once again, I very rarely once I've gone through a game, and because I pretty much beat the crap out of them on the first go, like I just I take my time with games. I don't I don't tend to rush to the end. Um, so I feel as if I've seen the majority of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean once I've seen something, if you don't give me the option to skip it, I I do get a little upset. Oh, the worst is uh, I think Far Cry Three was the last game I played that had this where. They put the cutscene before a boss, and if you die on the boss, you have to watch the cutscene oh, again. Oh, I hate that. The worst. Awful. See, for me, I I try and get involved in the story of games. Um, like I can't imagine um, Bioshock Infinite without the cutscenes. I can't imagine The Last of Us without the cutscenes. Mass Effect Three without the cutscenes. Like I get involved. I got well, those involved are in those very stories. story driven. Super yeah. story driven. A game like Remember Me, which is free on Plus right now. Um, 
I you know I I could do with or without the story. Like I'm getting a basic idea of what it is. I like I, I was playing that game for the gameplay, which was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, not so much for the story. Like the story to me was like convoluted and stuff. Like those type of games, I'll watch the cutscenes anyway. But if it's a game where the the thing that you, they want you to remember is the story, I could care less if ninety percent of the game is cutscenes. Right. I want to be like if I'm involved in the story, I don't. It doesn't matter if I'm not involved in your story, and I'm just like you know I'm playing this to kill time, or if I like the gameplay enough, I really don't care about the stories. Yeah. If there's a lot of cutscenes, hey, that's cool. There could be somebody else who's enjoying that story. Just give me the option to skip them. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I think. I, yeah. I pretty much gave my my uh, views on that. Yeah. I I do enjoy story, but not always. Like I'm playing I'm playing Diablo again right now. Right. I have hit the escape button and I've skipped every until I make it to the fifth act. I've skipped every movie, every little, you know, boss introduction and little conversation. And I'm just like, you know, I've seen it before. I know what to do. Clicky, clicky. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, But in regard to games that have like an abundance of them, I think if your story is if your if your game is story driven, and it's necessary, then it's okay. Something that has like an hour and a half um, before you can even do anything. Something like, like you said, Metal Gear Solid, that when that game came out, that everybody was talking about it. I've never played it, but I heard that, I mean, they had a separate disc in the collector's edition that you can just watch the cutscenes because there was that much of it. Like there was like a whole movie. That's really cool for people that are super into Metal Gear Solid and really into the lore and they've been following the games and they love the characters. For somebody like me who's just looking to check out the game and is completely lost on what's going on, I wouldn't enjoy that. But if as long as the option is there to be able to skip it, I think that's the thing that yeah. matters because there's always going to be somebody who likes what you don't. Right. So, hey, if you if you want to put an hour and a half worth of cutscenes into your game, by all means, just give me the option to not watch it. Right. Yeah. Totally. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, and we've got one from Brian who is at Pim the Great on Twitter. He goes, uh, feelings on, uh, feelings about DLC. Uh, would you rather it be included from the beginning or is it nice to have a little bonus after the game? Justin. Well, I'm not sure if he means that if this conversation is about DLC, like when they imprint it on the disc and they sell it to you later. Let's talk about both. All right. We'll talk about both. Uh, I'm not like, I don't really get bugged out about DLC that much. Like some people do like. Some games have DLC that's already on the disc, and people feel like, you know what, I want to, like, if it's on the disc and it's in my house, it should be mine, like, right away. But, like, I understand the way the world works. I guess, like, certain things like that don't bother me. Like, I know companies want to keep, keep the game in your hands, and they want you to keep playing the DLC. So some stuff they have to put on the disc. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Like, Titanfall is already coming out with DLC next month, and people are like, oh, yeah, it was so close, it should be on the game. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. DLC for single player stuff, and that, that's multiplayer. DLC for single player stuff, I love it. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I talked last week about Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea. Like, mm-hmm. that game came out, uh, Infinite came out last March. So, we're over a year since that game came out, and I just finished the story that they wanted to right, tell. Right, right. Like, I like that. I liked going back to those characters. I liked going back to the characters in The Last of Us. So, for me, it doesn't matter so much if it's on the disc, if it comes a year later. 
Um, as long as it's good and I enjoy it, I have no problem with DLC. Yeah, I was kind of going to say a similar thing with uh, what you said about revisiting characters. Like for me, if I have a game, I play it through, 100% it, pull it down. I don't like trading games in. So a lot of them will just sit there. Now, if a DLC comes along like eight, nine, ten months after the game came out, I'll get it out, I'll do the DLC, and nine times out of ten, I'll run through the game again. And it's, you know, it's a good like reintroduction to a game you might not have played in a while. Yeah. Um, I enjoy DLC. I... um. I don't enjoy season passes. I've I've stopped picking those up just because there's no guarantees. I feel like you're Yeah, you're, you're, you really don't know what you're gonna get when exactly. you pay for you're you're it. paying yeah. for something that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. Um but I mean you're gonna give me more of a game that I love and you're gonna give me the option to play another six hours, two hours, whatever it may be. Um so long as it's well thought out and well plotted and feels significant and adds to my level of enjoyment of the game that I'm all for DLC. Uh, however, I will say, I mean, you were talking about stuff that's already on the disc. I can't, I take me a few minutes to recall exactly what games that that happened uh, with me where a game comes out and within like a span of two weeks, even a month. And all of a sudden this thing is just, it's just available. And you know, for a fact that it's on that disc and all you did you paid money and they just they unlocked it they just beep it's just there now that kind of pisses me off because at the at the 60 dollar price tag plus tax we're paying 65 dollars for a game you better damn well give me the whole thing if if you've got it on there already and you're just so you feel like that kind of DLC is more they're holding stuff back from you, whereas yeah. after the fact it's they've actually gone in and developed something new well, to it's add like to the game. Something like I'll give a, a game with DLC that I was really really pleased with and I thought was one of the best supported games I'd ever played was Borderlands Two. Every time that Borderlands Two came out with a, a new DLC, whether it be a new character or a new um, campaign or whatever it was. It always felt like something that even though they were using the core of the game to build it, that it took a couple of months to come up with a scenario, to record the voice work, to invent new drops and to, you know, change the environment around and to come up with something weird and kooky for you to do. You know, the zombie stuff or, you know, the carnival stuff. Borderlands 2 just stopped their DLC now, like in the last couple of days they came out with a, a, a pack and that game released in September of 2012. Damn. So they they didn't do all the DLC by themselves. Like some they they farmed out some of the DLC uh, stuff, but the stuff that they did, they took the time and they did it right. It was worth it for me. It was worth the wait. And the stuff that whether that I played besides that that was made by other people, I mean, it was enjoyable. It wasn't as good as the stuff that Gearbox did, but it was still fun. Right. I mean, I understand the frustration of hey, I bought this game and I know for a fact there's something locked on this disc that you're not giving me yet. Right, but like for me, like I said, like just like stuff like that, like it's just that's just the way it is. Like I, I can complain about it, and, and <laughs> oh, we almost went the whole night. It's gotta, there's gotta be one. Uh, there's gotta be I'm one. Glad, I got, you know what I gotta do? I gotta start including the songs in the posts at the bottom. That's what would have happened yeah. if you didn't? Is that tomorrow when you land, you would have called me and sung it to me? That's probably <laughs> what would have happened. I believe I can fly. <laughs> I'm not gonna be on the show next week. I know, so there won't right. be. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to carry the torch, man. I'll have to think of something. You are. 
I will. I'll think of counting on you. (laughs) I'm sure everybody in the audience is too. Because I'm going to be listening. Find out what happened to my show on when I was gone. (laughs) It's going to take it off the rails. No, it'll be fine. It'll be in 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 more than capable hands, in the capable hands of Mr. Bobby Shortle. For those listening at home or in your car or subway or wherever the hell you are. (laughs) All right, so we're good. I think so. Yes. We're good. Um, I do want to acknowledge just uh, we did have a couple more questions, and thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll try to get to them next time uh, from Ricardo. Um, the Square Enix question, uh, thank you so much for sending it. We need to read up on it before we have anything intelligent uh, to say about it. I would hate to just, you know, hearsay. That would uh, that would not make for good podcasting. So we're going to skip that. And we're going to start talking about all the different pimpage things uh, that we got going on. Uh, For those listening, we are at Talking Underscore Games on Twitter. Uh, You can find this podcast on iTunes. Please uh, subscribe. You'll always get it every week. Um, Almost not this week, but we pulled it off. Uh, and review us seriously uh, let people know if you like the podcast let us know if you like the podcast are there things that you want us to do or is there something that you would like you suggest that we change please uh, be kind yes and be <laughs> be constructive and be kind all criticism please forward to Jackie no not me I don't want to feel that <laughs> Uh, you can also, you can find the podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. If you want to email us, that's podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. And you can also go, uh, if you go to the TalkingComicBooks.com website and look to the forums, uh, Talking Games has its own spot in the forums where you can interact with us. You can send us listener questions there. You can tell us what you think about the show and all the stuff that we just talked about. Um, I don't, should I pimp the other shows? They didn't pimp us this week. They didn't. Yeah. We know yeah. what oh, we're... Fu- Fuck. We're no, we're we're better than them. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna man we're gonna it kill up. a kindness. Check out the Talking Comic Books podcast. That's at Talking Comics on Twitter. Uh, everything comics reviews, um, previews, interviews, lots of views, <laughs> all sorts of views. <laughs> Check out the Misfits. That is Stephanie Cook, Mara Wood, and Melissa Megan. Um, all kinds of geek related stuff. Their past show where they were talking about exploring Joe Hill. Uh, before that, they were talking all about Studio Ghibli. Just a really, really great show. Uh, go and check them out. Also, check out Talking Movies. They are at Movies Talking on Twitter. That is a movie-related podcast with Brian Verderosa and his friend Ali. Um, I can't. I know they did the Temptation of Christ, but they did a brand new one, Bringing Out Your Dead, uh, Bringing Out the Dead. Scorsese's Bringing Out the Dead, which is one of my favorite Scorsese movies. So good. Nicolas Cage, John Goodman. Uh, Patricia Arquette, I believe. Yeah, man. Yeah. If uh, if I'm remembering that correctly, and uh, personal Twitter is my personal Twitter is at dead underscore anchorus. I am at Joroke J O R O A K. Come talk about games with me. I'm always available to talk about games. <laughs> and Jackie, <laughs> I'm at Jackie Turner J A C Q U I Turner. Indeed. Remember, all criticism goes to Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> And I will file it away somewhere for another day. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Uh, like I said, I will be out of the podcast next week, but uh, I believe Rob and Bobby will be back. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And we're sorry, but your princess is in another castle. Hey.